You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance should we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Good morning. Uh, 41 degrees here in Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Georgia, according to David's uh, board out front, and it's going to be 64 degrees tomorrow. Just want to give you a brief weather report to brighten up your day. Hope uh, I can bring some sunshine into your life. Uh, last week I was more or less an undertaker-looking guy, and maybe it was that was reflected in in uh, in the ratings. I think my audience consisted of three people: uh, my daughter and my wife and uh, myself seeing uh, seeing the show. And I wasn't really that impressive, uh, but I'm. I'm sure that all of you would benefit from uh, from the show, and I just want to invite you. and And uh, you know, I, I figured to get more people to watch, I would make a one-time offer. Or, or no, I'm not going to actually make the offer, but I thought about making a one-time offer that everyone would get a free kids' meal and uh, uh, lunch and dinner at any one of the number of restaurants all over the country that have been closed down because of the COVID-19. Uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, it's not funny, but it, of course, you can't go eat there, so you couldn't take advantage of that offer, even if if you were listening in and, and, and could somehow uh, uh, accept an offer like that. I'm not making that offer. I'm just saying to uh, to have perhaps the the benefit of, of, of you folks enjoying this show or listening to it and gaining something from it. Um, last week, I read a disclaimer about this, I'll just be briefer about uh, the disclaimer that this is not uh, legal advice. Please uh, do not accept, you know, what you hear on the show today as legal advice. It's just general information I'm giving you for the benefit of those that are listening in. And uh, you know, to get on with the show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, contesting wills and wills and and probate today just to give you some uh, practical information hopefully all of you out there in listener land have uh, have a will and if you don't have a will um, your will is the laws of intestate secession in the state that you reside in in other words there's a uh, if you don't have a will and you die the laws of the state that you're in Prescribe who is your beneficiary, called your heir at law, your next of kin, uh, however the term is in the state that you reside, and and they are your beneficiary, and they succeed to your estate. Uh, there are rules that, of course, precede that, but what I'm going to talk to you today about is if you actually have a will, uh, and you've drawn up that will, or you've drawn it up yourself with an attorney. Uh, you went online and drew down the will form and, and filled it out and, 
went through the service to help you draw up a will, whether you paid for it or not. Your will, if it is uh, drawn up and attested to in the form or fashion that's required by your state, you can file it for probate or have it filed for probate by the person who you've named as your executor in the will uh, or some other person if the executor doesn't uh, proceed to file the will for probate. And that would that would be when the will first is uh, seen by the public. Because otherwise, you draw up a will, it, it's, it's a private matter. Uh, people come to me, I'm an attorney in Georgia, and when they draw up a will, they can leave it with me in my office, I can put it in a safe and uh, keep it there, but they'll have to tell their, uh, their executor, who they name in your, their will, to contact uh, me, Stanley Turner, attorney, to, uh, to give them a copy of the will or give them the original will to file for probate. And uh, it, it may not be the most effective way to ensure that your will gets filed for probate. You're, the leading way of doing it in Georgia is to have your will filed for safekeeping in the county of your residence in Georgia. And I'm sure that other states have similar laws. Uh, and in that, uh, in that situation where you have a will and it's filed for safekeeping in the probate court of the county of your residence in Georgia, uh, if you move away from that county, you would be uh, advised to withdraw that will from the probate court of the county that you've pre previously lived in and withdraw it from the uh, registry of the court or the, the safekeeping of the, of the judge of that court and have it brought over to the uh, county probate court in the county that you now reside in. Oh, okay. Now that is uh, is is a a preceding a, 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 a you know precedent to probating a will. You're you're you know in that situation, it's not actually starting a probate court proceeding. I'm not conducting anything. I just like to exercise my you know to move around a little bit. I'm not standing up. No one's here listening to me in particular. In uh, you know here in uh, America Web Radio Land. Uh, in in the studio, so I'm uh, I'm conducting the silent symphony. You know, there's no one else here except me. But um, when I do have guests here on my show, if I if I do have uh, other shows with guests, uh, I, I'm sure we will have more of a, a give and take back and forth. Forth, but right now uh, I'm reduced to. Uh, sitting here asking questions, perhaps, and answering them myself. So I'll begin with asking the question, what is probate? Well, the term probate refers to the legal process in which your estate, when you are deceased, is taken care of under the supervision of a court. For example, Probate is used to establish the legal validity, validity of a, a will document. It's used to correctly 
distribute the assets in your estate to any beneficiaries named in your will document and to establish a plan for paying off any taxes or debts owned by the deceased estate. In general, the probate process is typically handled by what is known as the probate court. The purpose of a probate court is to oversee matters involving the deceased estate, such as the probate of a will, estate administration, and guardianships of an estate. In Georgia, they also uh, have other uh, functions. They're a place where you would go get marriage license. You would also go there to get uh, gun license. You would also go there to uh, to file for uh, uh, emergency uh, actions to pick up persons who are uh, perhaps mentally ill and a danger to themselves, or on uh, taking uh, drugs and are a danger to themselves, and they would be. Uh, a place, not the only place, where you might go to take out a, uh, to seek to have an emergency order to have that person picked up to be uh, examined to, to see if they could be helped. Now, but getting back to the matter of an estate, which is the primary uh, uh, idea behind this show, you would go to a probate court and some states use the, the names other than probate court as a surrogate court, a court of chancery, regardless of what the name is used. In some states it's the superior court and it'll say probate division or chancery division. Uh, the court that you have to deal with regarding the estate under a will, probating a will, is the probate court. Now, federal courts don't have jurisdiction over a probate court matter. You can't probate a will in federal court. Uh, I'm sure some people have tried, but uh, the states are given exclusive jurisdiction to promulgate laws and enforce the laws regarding probates of uh, states. Excuse me. Now, Part and parcel and akin to probating a will is contesting a will. Now, the process of filing a legal document starts the process that a person may create to express how they want their property distributed and who they want the property to go to after they are deceased uh, in order to object to that the a person would have to claim that the you know in contesting a will that the will doesn't meet the legal standards the proper legal standards to be heard in the court if uh, both the reason and the party are legally eligible to be heard a person contesting a will can initiate a lawsuit by filing a formal action with the probate court objecting to the probate of the will. 
when you're probating a will, you would file a will for probate and serve the beneficiaries of the will and heirs of, of the will as required by the state that you are in. However, uh, you have to, uh, if you're a beneficiary and you're going to object to the will, it's a cautionary tale because there's, there are very strict time limits that you have to abide by. And I'll give you more information about that after we meet for this very important break of information that David or Brett will tell you about. Hi, I'm Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to, to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance do we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, hi there. Uh, back again. Here we are uh, at uh, your estate, and we're talking about how do you contest a will and and matters concerning contesting a will today? Uh, contesting a will is often a challenging process. If there is not enough clear and convincing evidence to show that the reason for contesting the will is is uh, is valid or the, the evidence is valid, then the court will most likely not interfere with the deceased's original wishes. Mostly, it's hard to dispute the terms of the will when it's no longer personal, uh, possible to ask the person who wrote it to uh, to describe why he wrote it. There are statutes involving dead man statutes in, in certain states. Some states allow, uh, uh, you know, when the issue of uh, what a person says before he dies to be re, uh, repeated by witnesses, uh, which usually is not 
permissible when a person uh, is repeating what someone else says. There has to be an exception to the rule of hearsay because you repeating what someone else says is hearsay. If someone is testifying it to themselves, uh, you know, to what is is has been said, then they they're, they usually would come to court. Uh, some attorneys, I'm not saying most, if there's any doubt as to a question of of uh, the execution of a will and a person's capacity to execute the will and to make sure that he is the the identified as the person who's executing the will and and that the formalities have been complied with to uh, to question the uh, testator who is the person who makes the will signs the will or testatrix in the female version. Uh, if those have been complied with, uh, you you could uh, you could film the uh, the the signing of the will uh, that could backfire a person who is is under some strain or stress. Who knows what they're going to say when they're in when they're put in front of a, a camera? They may get nervous. They may freeze up. They may not remember their name. They may. And not remember why they're there, and uh, and if they sign the document, well, you've just created uh, evidence that would show at some point in time, close to the execution of the will, that this person was kind of mixed up uh, and is either eclectic and uh, uh, you know can can go in and out of sounding like they're they're having moments of lucidity. Uh, and capturing that moment of lucidity for them to execute a will and have it stand up in court may be challenging. But the real challenge is contesting the, the, the process. If It's hard to dispute the terms of the will when a person is no longer a, around to ask them if they wrote it. Filing such a claim without the help of an attorney is generally not recommended. Now, can you contest a will before death? Uh, you know someone has gone to an attorney, and or you've gone to an attorney before you, uh, uh, you've changed your will, you've gone to an attorney. Can, can a person, a family member object to your will before you die? Uh, well, fortunately, uh, I live in a state that you cannot do that. Uh, other states, most other states, you, you cannot do that. Um, there's only four states that I, I believe have laws that permit before death probate. Uh, I'm not licensed to practice in any of those states, Arkansas, Alaska, North Dakota, or Ohio, I believe, are the four states uh, where the probate laws allow a testator to seek uh, court approval regarding the validity of their will. The laws also permit intended beneficiaries will become parties to the will contest dispute. So you file a petition to have the court approve the validity of your will before you probate it, and 
your beneficiaries come forward and they object to it and they win, well, guess what? After it's been objected to, what does that testator who's still in life do? Well, he just goes out and redrafts his will and, and does it again. Uh, hopefully, there, he won't be uh, uh, making the same mistake twice that caused the the first will to be uh, to be objected to. Or perhaps he just moves to another state where there is no such provisions where there where there would be uh, a a a a pre uh, preview of the will before death. Now, it's pretty clear that that's kind of the exception to the rule. Uh, contesting a will usually is after you die. And you have a very short period of time. For example, in Georgia, there, uh, there are two forms of probate. One is called a probate in solemn form, and one is is a probate in common form. In solemn form, when you file a will for probate, uh, you only have a very short period of time to file an objection to the will. Uh, in Georgia, it's seven days. Actually, you can have up to ten days from when the will is filed uh, or, or when you're served with a uh, by mail if you're if you're served by uh, registered mail because of the return of the green card it's it's seven days if you're served by the sheriff or marshal or special process server and ten days if you're served by certified mail registered mail but that's it if you don't see your uh, uh, way to court to file your caveat to the will uh, you're going to be out of luck uh, what happens uh, more often than uh, I, I guess people suspect is that a lot of wills are filed in Georgia in common form, which has a four-year statute of limitation to object to. But the difference is when you file a petition in common form, you change the way the service is is performed. You don't have to serve the beneficiaries. You don't have to serve the heirs. You file it with the court and say, well, I will file it and I will serve the notice of the order upon them, but I am needing to be appointed as the executor for some cogent reason that perhaps only I know and I will convince the court there thereof if the court wants to know and that would be uh, you know after uh, you know after the petitions filed and if there was a hearing it would probably be because there's some objection to the common form probate but what you have is a you get an order to probate and after you get the order to probate you have to commit to filing a a probate in solemn form within some time thereafter but you're you're initially given the authority to 
take care of things under the will as the will proposes. If the will says, well, you have all rights, you don't have to have bond, you don't have to file reports with the court, well, guess what? It's it's almost like you're, you're filing in secret, uh, and you have... Um, you know, basically exceptions as to notice and and uh, controls that would would be available to beneficiaries uh, and heirs who might object to a solemn form will probate and have the protection of the court to uh, establish deadlines for having a hearing and presenting evidence at the hearing and doing discovery prior to the hearing to come to the terms before approving the will. So once the will is allowed into probate, whether it's common or solemn form, the executor has powers uh, when an order is granted admitting that will to probate. Now, you need not be in fear that that happens, uh, you know, you know, with, with a great deal of, uh, of, uh, or the occasions that that happens are, are not, I think, are the exception because people basically, I think, are honest if they're the executor of the, uh, of a person's will or, or or thought to be and you know there might be a discussion of what they do once they're appointed but it's they can't just do whatever they want when they're appointed they have to follow the rules of what's in the will now having said this it's 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 difficult to contest a will after the formal uh, probate process has ended the, because as I said there are statutes of limitations there are uh, you know just very few grounds that you can have to set aside a a probate uh, the most important ones I guess are if the will was forged or if there was some fraud uh, if someone had a a uh, you know, a forged document, filed it with the court, didn't, you know, said there are no heirs or no beneficiaries except themselves, and got that approved by the court. It's a mess, but no one knows about it, that it's a mess. And by the time someone is alerted to the fact that uh, there's property that's being uh, handled under a forged or uh, fraudulent will, property's gone. It can quickly be sold. It can be dispensed with. Uh, just like, uh, you know, uh, evaporate into thin air. Anyway, we're going to take another break now to discuss uh, the these grounds for contesting a will after probate has ended and what might be uh, important to you about uh, contesting a will. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week we come to you with the information that you need 
so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the health care market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. Hey guys, it's Minister Frankie with Shine His Light Ministries. It's getting cold outside and winter is coming. It's time to shine a little light on our friends on the street. We're collecting blankets and coats for the homeless all winter long. Please donate by going to our website at www.shinehislightministry.com or text 770-655-8055. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney at Law, and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's web radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance you have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay. Uh, it's good to be back here on America's Web Radio. I hope uh, all of you out there in uh, radio listening land are... Uh, getting some value from my uh my my presentation today hopefully uh you won't be put in a position where you have to contest a will uh but your state is at risk if in fact there are people out there or forces out there that uh do things to interfere with your estate so i i think it's important not only for you to be concerned about your estate as 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 being one that is uh, for your benefit, you have to also look at it as something that needs protection. Last week I said that the show would be a bulwark against uh, people interloping, but you you can't stop people if they want to break into your house, if they want to burglarize you. If they want to, you know, if you can't defend your house, uh, you know, you're you're in trouble. And you want to defend your house. You also want to defend your will. So when you draw up a will and it's filed for probate, if someone wants to contest it, they're just defined grounds that they can contest it. And the way that if you don't want someone to contest it, you put a no contest clause in the will, and that basically uh, stops anyone, even if they have a, a reason to contest it, from contesting it. 
they may contest it, and by gosh, they may be right that the will is a is a uh, uh, is a mix of confusing uh, gobbledygook. Um, provisions don't make sense, but it's still your will, and if anyone contests it, they may defeat the will except for the fact that you don't get anything under it if you contest it. And that's a and I mean you have to be able to show that there's a benefit to you uh contesting the will under a no contest provision that would supersede and make you be able to avail yourself of the estate in defeating the will and throwing out the no contest clause which is very hard to do. But people do contest wills. Uh, I mean, uh, let me give you just a, a scenario. Uh, uh, wife and husband married for a very short period of time. Prior to wife and husband being married for that short period of time, uh, wife who had a sizable estate of her own uh, had left her under her will provisions for the uh, her estate to go to siblings and nieces and nephews under a will and 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 leaving very uh, little uh, comparatively to husband in a redraft of the will which includes the husband well if husband is able to get the will thrown out for some reason and uh, the the wife's estate has the wife does not have any children who otherwise would be heirs well guess what under the laws of this state and other states I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they have the same type of laws the husband would be the sole heir of the estate when, once the will is thrown out in, unless there is another will that can be found that had been revoked by the will that had just been thrown out by the court, which, you know, in the event a will is thrown out by the court, they try to go back to the previous will, because if you have a will that's been objected to and it's and it's no longer a, a will and it wasn't properly executed, it's revocation of the previous will, which otherwise may have been a good will, unless it's revoked for some other reason. Uh, some of the reason by be might be the marriage of the uh, testator, uh, but there's there's reason to think that uh, sometimes a spouse who's not getting as much under a will would want to throw out the will of uh, of the other spouse, so they would be the only heir of the estate, and therefore cut out the other beneficiaries. The other beneficiaries aren't going to be too happy about that, and they're they're obviously going to want to fight it and participate in the in the uh, litigation. And sometimes, uh, you know, they reach a family settlement or a, a settlement of the of the estate to avoid uh, a different result. In Georgia, there is a uh, provision under Georgia law where uh, a spouse. A surviving spouse is entitled to claim as a first claim against the estate a forced share of the estate, and it's not a mathematical share. 
it's a share set up by the court called a year's support claim, which in a lot of cases, a spouse might claim that the entirety of the estate is to be satisfied out of the assets of the estate, let's say the unencumbered assets of the estate, and estates that might be, and and, and property of the estate that might be encumbered with equity, to the exclusion of all other creditors, and to the exclusion of all other uh, beneficiaries under the will. Now, that is uh, a very, very uh, strong law in, in Georgia, and other states have uh, four share provisions similar, similar, but I don't know if, if they're as uh, strong and dynamic in effect as a first charge against the estate as uh, Georgia's year support law. Now, that can be contested, too, of course, because uh, if a person files a petition for year support, uh they're not contesting the will. Let's say there's a, a a contesting there's a provision that if they they file a petition for year support, they only they're excluded from taking anything else under the will. That's not objecting to the will. That's filing a petition for year support. So what you have are different ways to go about accomplishing the same thing if you're contesting a will in an estate. And, and you don't have to have a will to file a petition for your support. That's often filed in states where there's no will and that the administration is going to be very costly because when you have an administration and you don't have uh, a will, uh, there may be numerous, numerous heirs uh, that need to be served and, and their shares might uh, be broken down into fractions that they get little chunks of the estate in the mix and all of them are entitled to notice of this year's support claim and can object to the grant of the award especially if the award is excessive that year's support claim has to be filed within two years of the date of death of the decedent oftentimes an estate is filed and it's uh, before it it can be d- determined whether there are debts of the estate that are going to show up that will uh, take a chunk out of the estate or otherwise make the estate be insolvent that can be avoided by a spouse who files a petition for year's support and serves all the creditors and takes the property before the creditors would be entitled to file their claims to be paid out of the estate. However, if they did file their claims in the estate, they may show up to object to the petition for year's support, and the spouse who files the petition for year's support uh, will have to uh, deal with the objections of creditors. There's numerous creditors. If you have 30 credit cards and car notes and uh, taxes owed, and all of them have to be served. But the service in a year support petition is by uh, first-class U.S. mail. You you go to the probate court and you file the petition, and you have to give them envelopes to for them to make copies of each petition or, or uh, for each envelope a 
copy of the entire petition is going to have to be sent off to each of the creditors and interested parties that are listed. And uh, that can be pretty costly, but the the benefit to a person filing a year support petition is is much greater than that uh, that cost in in filing and in postage and copying. Same. Now, what happens after a will is probated uh, and you're going to contest it? You in Georgia. Within seven days of filing a petition to probate a will in solemn form, you're served. You better file your objection, called a caveat. Uh, you get served with a, a will, the, the uh, probate petition to probate a will. You should have a copy of the will included with the petition to probate the will that uh, is being sought to be probated. You better get to an attorney fast. And the attorney uh, better file some sort of caveat fast. Uh, and if they have valid reason to do that, even if they haven't accumulated all the evidence that they might wish to present in a hearing, they will need to file fast. Uh, the court will not extend the time. Though, if for some reason uh, there's legal reason to extend the time, you have 30 days to request an extension of time if you missed the deadline for filing the caveat, the seven days or the 10 days if it's by certified mail. If there's some legal reason uh, to request to set aside that, uh, that default, because it's called a default, when you fail to answer and you would otherwise contest it, uh, you would uh, you'd be able to file a motion to set aside the default and have your caveat heard. Now, all of this is all well and good, and that only begins the process. And the court finds that uh, there is, you know, reason to to have a hearing. You're going to have a hearing set up. And you're going to go through litigation, and, and the cost of litigation can be prohibitive, especially in terms of what you might get under the will. Uh, you know, and and you know, part part of the process might be trying to ascertain from the person who's filed the petition for probate what is in the estate and how much is at stake and how much you're going to get. Well, you you may not know any of that when you petition to uh, to object to the will, but you you need to file something to get the process started. You can always withdraw it and accept the fate of not filing a caveat, or at least you're not filing a caveat and carrying the water for other people who would benefit from your caveat. Uh, but that's a, uh, you know, that's part of litigation. Uh, we're going to take a break shortly, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to talk to you about avoiding probate court, and that is, you know, pretty much how uh, people with their estate avoid these pitfalls of filing a will for probate and then you know after they die you know it really doesn't matter to them but if there's a, a you know a debate about the validity of the will and 
and, and a fight among the beneficiaries to uh, to uh, you know over the will you can avoid that squabble how can you do that well we'll find out shortly Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hey, guys. It's Minister Frankie with Shine His Light Ministries. It's getting cold outside and winter is coming. It's time to shine a little light on our friends on the street. We are collecting blankets and coats for the homeless all winter long. Please donate by going to our website at shinehislightministry.com or text 770-655-8055. Hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving and a very Merry Christmas. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's web radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Hello there out there in Radio Land. Uh, I'm back again, and we've been talking about can you contest a will after uh, a will has been probated or uh, how to... How to stop a will from being recognized as being valid and uh, or having a will recognized to be valid. And as, as we were talking about prior to the break, uh, the probate process officially recognizes a will as being valid and allows the named executor in the will to follow the will's instructions under the supervision of the probate court. When probate begins, so does the time for beneficiaries to contest the will. Once the probate is over, the estate no longer exists and the will cannot be challenged. The probate process has two purposes, and that is to make sure that the will is valid under the laws of the state where it is being probated, and to wrap up the affairs of the estate so that the beneficiaries in the will can receive the assets that the will will give them. Creditors are paid and administration is completed, reports are filed, and your estate has been transitioned out of your estate to someone else's estate, someone else's property. While the probate estate is open, the probate court hears issues relating to whether the will is valid and how the will's instructions can be carried out. 
The probate court will only close an estate if no more issues about the will's validity are present and the estate has been dissolved. Now, will contests kind of change the deal. Whether a will is valid under state law uh, will be determined by the probate court. Common reasons for that include that the person who made it didn't have the mental capacity or legal capacity to make a will, that the will was forced, coerced, or tricked, that um, the person who made the will was tricked into leaving his property the way he did, or that the will itself is a totally a forgery. If a will is found not to be valid, the property will be distributed according to the state's will rules, as if the will did never existed. And all those things are resolved in the probate court, and the probate estate will be open until uh, that is resolved. Now, as I said prior to the break, how do you avoid the probate court? Well, generally speaking, most uh, people would prefer to avoid the probate process because it is often time-consuming, expensive, and does not allow for the privacy that you might want concerning your estate since probate hearings are matters of public record. If you're a person that is very proud of your estate and want everything to be open to the public and so forth, then that, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a matter of preference. And you have, you've drawn up a will and that's the way your estate will be handled out in the open, uh, except if the will provides that no reports are filed with the court. You may think Everything will be open, but unless you make it open and require your personal representative or your executor to file reports, to be bonded and so forth, and to, to, uh, you know, be required to go through many hoops that administrators are required uh, if there is no will, your estate, if you desire to have it, uh, publicly uh, resolved uh, could be left just to having an administration. But those who don't want to go to court, there are ways to uh, to resolve it. And and one way to avoid having to do this is through a living trust. Uh, in general, a, a living trust is a trust that is formed when the owner of property or assets is in life and the owner appoints a trustee to oversee the trust. In the event of the owner's death, the trustee will also become responsible for distributing the contents of the trust to its assigned beneficiaries. Now, who would be the trustee of the trust? Well, in a living trust that you want to set up to benefit you as a, a revocable living trust during your lifetime so that you can transfer property in and out of the estate without someone else's control over that estate, you would name yourself as the trustee of the estate and then when you die you would name someone or some uh, entity a bank um, a trust company um, a fiduciary that you trust to be the trustee of the estate 
There are professional trustees, professional fiduciaries that you can name, but you would have to get their permission uh, or get their uh, some idea of what they charge. And we talked about this briefly last week, that you want to interview the people that you select as your fiduciaries to know what they charge so that it corresponds to what you intend to pay or, or would like to be paid out of your estate for the um, distribution of your property after your death. Now, in most of instances, having a living trust will negate the need of having to attend probate court. Since the trustee will be able to manage the entire process by completing the paperwork involved in the transfers under the under the trust, and it, it is normal that the only time that you would need to have the intervention of the probate court in a situation such as resolving a uh, the uh, transfer of property under a trust after your death would be if there's still property in your estate that was never put in the trust. Um, that's why you go to an attorney. I mean, you go to an attorney to tell you these things and to set up your trust so that it is in effect. When you have a living trust, it is a, a living document, kind of like your own robot that you've prog- programmed. If, if you're technologically inclined it's not an electrical thing itself I, I wouldn't try to make a will with tinker toys um, and not that you make robots with tinker toys but the, the idea is that you want to have a document that's a living document that is structured so that your trustee whether it's yourself or someone else has the guidelines to go through the steps that need to be taken to ensure that your estate is in the trust and will be transferred out of your trust upon your death. If it's not in your trust at your death, you will need to go to probate court and you better have a will called a pour-over will, which has a provision designed to pour over your Estate into that living trust, which is an irrevocable trust on your death. There might be an irrevocable trust prior to your death, but uh, um, most trusts, uh, I would say, to a, to a, to a much greater extent than not, are revocable trust rather than irrevocable trust. Irrevocable trust in your lifetime. Uh, may be, you know, suitable for uh, certain purposes that uh, you uh, do not wish to have anyone uh, unduly influence you and you know you're getting older and you want to set it up as an irrevocable trust so that this is it. You're not going to ever change your mind about what you're going to put in your estate and you have bequests bequest to charity, bequest to people that take care of you, and you have all these transitions stated in there, and you're not going to be able to change it, at least without going to court uh, in most cases. But when you have a will, 
that has a pour over provision because you have a state property that wasn't put in your trust, either revocable or irrevocable trust in the first place. Uh, you need to go to probate court to have that will probated, just like you would have a will probated without a trust. But the beneficiary would be the trust, and oh, that's the way it would normally be set up. You may have other provisions in there with uh, special bequests, and that really coincides with the laws of different states. Different states have have trust provisions that may have tax ramifications that you may not want to put certain property in your trust. I mean, there's ways to avoid trust probate by having life insurance that gets paid directly to a beneficiary, that you have joint property with rights of survivorship. But even then, based upon uh, state statutes, California one is in particular, which I'll talk a little bit about, but I'm, I don't practice law in California, so I certainly don't want to give legal advice. You need to, If you live in California, you need to talk to a lawyer, a CPA, and financial advisors that know these laws about your estate there and in particular. Uh, but you know what it comes down to is that there are a variety of reasons not to not to have a will there's a, you know but if you need a will you have to have one or you should have one and you're better off with it uh, after we go on break we'll talk about things like do I need a lawyer for probate yeah I would say yeah but uh, we'll talk about that when we get back from our, our next break thank you you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 